start a business earlier, negotiate harder. He saw this problem internally when he was doing marketing and sales inside of kind of agencies and such, where it was very hard to collaborate on video edits and document edits, things like that. So he launched file stage with one, with one of his friends back in 2015, bootstrapped the company, then raised $600,000. They now have 400 customers paying on average hundred bucks a month. So about 40 grand in monthly recurring revenue. That's up from five grand in MRR just about a year ago. They've got two to 3% net revenue churn monthly in their enterprise cohorts, $400 CAC. So a four month payback period, lifetime value is north of two grand. Again, helping solve a very real problem with their team of 11 based between Germany and other remote locations. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Nicholas Dorn. He's the co-founder of the SaaS company FileStage, which is a solution web application that makes it easy to share, comment, and approve videos, designs, and documents, allowing customers and colleagues to mark change requests directly online in the file. This helps to avoid long feedback rounds via email. Before that company, he used to work in different companies around marketing, advertising, and e-commerce. In that time, he experienced how time-consuming and painful the content review process could be, especially when done via email. That's what led him to file stage. Nicholas, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, definitely. Yes. This is this is definitely a problem. I think as people create more of their own content, everyone goes back and forth via email with their designers for changes and things like that. And it is scary bad sometimes. So tell us what you guys do and how you make money. Yes. Um, as you introduced myself, so I, I used to work in marketing and uh, that's how, I, how we started. And main problem we had back then was, yes, we produce content like amazing videos, designs, flyers, brochures, everything like that. And actually, it was sent via email. And in the end, you had sent like an email back and forth, 40 emails for just one minute of video. And everybody was 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 driving nuts, actually. And uh, we said, okay, why isn't there a good tool, an efficient process, a nice workflow? And that's how we started FiveStage. And today, FiveStage, you can imagine it a bit like a Dropbox. So it's super easy and intuitive to use. It's a web application. So you can basically just drag and drop your files into FiveStage. Um, then you can share a link, for example, to a video you just dropped there. And then you can discuss all together your video and give feedback within the video just in the file. Yep. And you can approve it, accept it, and so on. Yeah. And so customers today, I mean, is this a pure play SaaS company? And if so, what are they paying for, uh, to you on month per average? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's a pure SaaS company. And we started actually pretty small. So we started with freelancers, small agencies, and so on. And then we, we grew from there to, to bigger agencies, to marketing departments. Um, at the moment, like the, the typical smaller agency is paying around $100 a month. And the enterprise is paying more than its custom plans. If you, if you took a, like a, just an average, just to avoid every customer cohort, is, is 100 bucks a month a fair average or is it a bit higher? Um, I would say overall it's a, it's a fair average because okay. we also have like smaller ones, but yes, we also have these peaks. Yeah. Great. And give me, you know, take me back to day one. So what year did you launch the company in? 
Sorry? What year did you launch the company in? When year? What year did you launch the company in? Ah, okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, in 2015, yeah. 2015. And, and I mean, where was your head at that point? You were doing a lot of professional services work, marketing, advertising, e-commerce stuff? Or did you like quit a full-time job to jump into this? Um, yeah, basically it was right after, after my master's. So I used to work before, then I did another master's uh, in marketing. And that's where I, yeah, where I met like the connection with my, my co-founder. And from this, we started both. So he has like a background in advertising and the film industry. And he always had his problem himself. So we well connected like at this moment. And we said, okay, we started. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So 2015. Uh, and then what have you scaled to today in terms of total customers? Um, we have a customer base of around 400 paying customers. So teams. Okay. And then they're like 60, 70, 80,000 thousand users. So people that review and work with us. That's great. So if 400 customers at a hundred dollar ARPU, is it fair to say you guys are somewhere around 40 grand a month right now in revenue? More or less. Yeah. Okay. More or less. And give me a sense of growth rate since you're still kind of early, but take me back a year ago. What were you doing a year ago? A year ago, we were like, I don't know, making maybe 5,000 MRR or something. Oh, really? So a pretty big, big jump, yeah. yeah. So, so what's driven most of that growth? How are you getting new customers? Um, so main main acquisition channels at the moment are really like cold mailing, so automatic cold mailings. Um, and the other thing is like really like getting referrals from customers, really what works well for us. Um, how, how do you incentivize that? How do you drive that behavior? At the moment, we we have some one simple thing actually. It's we just say, hey, if you bring us a new customer, you get one big bottle of champagne from us. And so far, <laughs> it worked pretty fine. So actually, people are just like, hey, we like you so much, we just recommend you. It's fine. Uh, we don't need like incentives, but for sure, we're working on something to to push this even more. Yeah. How many bottles of champagne have you shipped? Uh, around 20, maybe 20. Okay. So pretty good. And so when you look at kind of your fully weighted customer acquisition costs, what would you say your CAC is? What's your cost to acquire these customers all in? Um, so actually we have like, at the moment we have zero marketing spendings at external costs. So no Facebook advertising, anything like that. So zero here. And then we have internal costs and this is like, we have two, two full-time people doing marketing for us. And then it's me in sales and another person in sales. Yeah. yeah. So when you add up like, you know, all the salaries of people related to sales, plus the champagne you're sending out, right. <laughs> plus any referral fees or kickbacks. I mean, and then you divide that into the number of new customers you guys land per month. I mean, what is your CAC right now? Fully weighted. Um, last time I calculated was around, I think 300, 400 euros. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, look, that means your payback period then is what somewhere around, you get that money back in about four months. Is that accurate? Yep. Okay. And so we are really like, yeah, bootstrapped and lean here. So I was just going to say that. So you're totally bootstrapped right now, right? Um, almost. So we, we landed like a German investor last year, which enabled us to really grow the team. And before we were just like the three founders and a couple of interns. And this way we really could build like the team. And yeah, it's a German investor, but it was not like a really large investment. How much did you raise? Um, 600K. Okay, six hundred. I mean, it's still a pretty healthy amount. So six hundred raised, and then what's the team size today? Um, around eleven people. Okay, full time, and then a couple of other people. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and you said four of you, two of you got them are full-time on sales plus you and one other person. So four are kind of sales break down the rest of the rest engineers. Yes. Okay. So it's like, um, one person that is half like sales and half customer success. Um, then five people, yes, in, in development. Then we have one in UX. I, like you guys, have never been able to find a project management tool that I love. You know, my blog writers like one thing, my developers like one thing, my designers like a different thing, and it's so difficult to get them all on the same page. So when I had Roy Mann, the CEO of Monday.com on the show, I was pleasantly surprised at what he told me regarding his traction and his growth, and I said, maybe I should try this thing. So we now use Monday.com. I started with the magazine. We've launched the Latka magazine, solely dedicated to SaaS founders. It's the only magazine focused on SaaS. And my content writers and my designers worked beautifully together on that project using monday.com for project management. I then said, well, let me give it a real test. Let me see if I can use this for sprints and product cycles with my developers using it as well. And so we did that for GitLatka on our last release. It worked like a charm. Never before have I been able to find one tool that my developers, my designers, and my writers, and myself can use and be happy with. You know, for me, I do most of my work waiting on the boarding deck about to get on a plane. I have to be able to access this stuff on my mobile device, and it works beautifully. We've been using it for several months now, and I said, Roy, I'd love to introduce this to my audience, but you got to give me a great discount. Make me a great offer. He said, Nathan, okay, fine. If your folks sign up and try today, we'll give them 10% off all plans if they use this link, nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. So you can go there, try it for free, and if you decide to start paying, you'll get 10% off. Again, that's nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. Churn is obviously critical in a SaaS company. Tell me about your churn. Um, yeah, honestly, we have like two symptoms we, we recognize. So actually we had like a rather high churn on, on freelancers and smaller accounts. What's high? Um, I mean, are we talking like 8% a month? High 6%, 7%, something like that. Um, and then we really like went like into, into data and we talked to the people because as a founder, you're really like, oh my God, why do they churn? A, why do they don't use it anymore? So, And 50% of these users said, hey, we really like that software, but we actually run out of projects. And for us, this was like a signal to say, okay, maybe it's better to focus on like bigger clients where they have like continuous business to work on with Fistage. And in this sector, we have like a churn rate of 2% to 2.5%, something like that. And that's gross logo churn per month or revenue churn? Um, the first was like revenue churn, yes, with the with the smaller ones. So 6%, so 6% revenue 7%, churn? 7%, yeah. Okay, and is that gross uh, or net? Oh, how do you how do you define it? Uh, is it before or after you add an expansion revenue? Uh, it was after. Yeah. Okay, so that that's a net number then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and just to be just to be clear, like in a year, if you if you if you churn at a gross level ten percent of your revenue, that would you know that would mean you have ninety percent gross retention. But if you if you upsell your current customer base by twenty percent. Well, you take the 20% minus the 10% loss. So your net expansion yeah. is still 10 plus. So just to be yes. clear, your, your net revenue churn per month was six to 8% in the smaller cohort. Yes. Yeah. And it, was two to, and it was two to 3% in the enterprise cohort. Definitely. Monthly. Okay. And, and uh, what is, I mean, what do you do to drive those numbers down or up? How do you make them better? Um, so one strategy is really like, first of all, focus on the product. So 
the better the product, the less churn you have. I think that's the number one thing. The second thing is to that's relative to train though, the, right? Like how do you, that's the whole problem, right? Though is you might think yeah. like what does better mean? How does better actually equate to stickiness? Mm, better for us means it's easier to use and it's actually completely solving the problem somebody has. So it really fits like the pain. So that's the number one thing. But what if it's and perfect, but the enterprise customer still runs out of projects? They're still going to cancel even if it's the perfect product. Um, I think then you don't solve a real problem. <laughs> so, so whenever you, you solve a problem that has like business relevance, then people shouldn't run out of problems. Otherwise, it's just like a minor problem you solve. Well, see, like it's an interesting question because like you could argue like what you're doing is not should not be a SaaS pricing model. Right. Because you actually are solving a very real problem. I know this problem, but I also don't run projects 24 seven. So I wouldn't pay monthly for it, but I'd pay per project or per something like that. So like when you have an enterprise account that is like addicted to you when they're doing a new video release or something, you've built a perfect product for them. It's me must be so frustrated and see them churn when they're telling you we love the product. Like that's the worst place to be in because then you don't know what you don't know what to do to fix it. If they tell you it's perfect, how do you handle Mm -hmm. that frustration? Um, so basically for, for enterprise clients, we haven't had it because they never run out of projects that were re-recognized. But you said you're 2 to 3% churn. Yes, but in enterprise, we never had any churn so far in, let's say in mid-market we had, yes. So agencies and so on. But these were then people that were like saying, okay, it doesn't fit with our customer base. We don't continue because of these reasons. Um, but in most cases... Yeah, we haven't had like um, churn because they ran out of projects in this case. But okay. the smaller ones, they always told, yes, we run out of projects. I don't want to spend money on this, but we say, okay. What is your, what do you assume lifetime value is on these customers once you close them? I feel why, sir. What do you assume lifetime value is on these customers once you close them? Um, so for the smaller ones, it's between 1,500, 2,000, something like that on average. And for the, for the bigger ones, it's, it's way, way bigger. Yeah. And last question before we jump into the famous five, um, where are you guys all based? Um, the headquarter it's, it's in Stuttgart, Germany, but actually we are like a remote team. So half the team is not working here. So we have one person in Portugal, one in Spain, one in Romania, one in Russia. So it's really like all over the place. Very good, Nicholas. All right, let's wrap up here uh, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, it's the ultimate learning machine, uh, ultimate sales machine. Sorry. Yeah. Check. That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, not really. No. <laughs> okay. Number three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Um, intercom. Yeah. Number uh, four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight hours. That's okay. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Um, I have a girlfriend since 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so no kiddos yet. <laughs> All right. And how old are you? Um, I'm 31. 31. All right, Nicholas, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, to start a business earlier and to negotiate harder. <laughs> so that's what I learned in business, I think. Yeah, Guys, start a business earlier, negotiate harder. He saw this problem internally when he was doing marketing and sales inside of kind of agencies and such where it was very hard to collaborate on video edits and document edits, things like that. So he launched 
file stage with one, with one of his friends back in 2015, bootstrapped the company, then raised $600,000. They now have 400 customers paying on average 100 bucks a month, so about 40 grand in monthly recurring revenue. That's up from five grand in MRR just about a year ago. They've got two to 3% net revenue churn monthly in their enterprise cohorts, $400 CAC, so a four-month payback period. Lifetime value is north of two grand, again, helping solve a very real problem with their team of 11 based between Germany and other remote locations. Nicholas, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.